And we're live. Nice. Welcome back. Yeah, we're back. We're, we're here. here. Yeah. We're I don't know alive. how you're feeling, but I feel like <clears throat> the game releases, if I had to quantify it, are at a like, it's not even October and we're at a fuck you amount of games are out. Yeah, actually, it's kind of nice because so many have come out that I no longer give a shit about any of them anymore. I'm just going to do it on my own pace because I can't keep up. I just can't. So it is it, what it is. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to keep up and I have to pick my battles. That's for sure. You're going you're gonna to fail. So like I'm, you better I, just pick the ones you like. <laughs> I'm well, that's I'm still picking the ones I like and I still am going to yeah. fail. Like, yep. Yep. I'm not even done act one of Baldur's Gate and it's like, well, I guess I'm putting this aside for the next 50 hours. <laughs> so I was thinking the same thing. But then I was like, no, fuck that. I'm never going to remember the story or the characters or anything. I'm playing this until it's done and then I'll move on. I can't do it with this one because that that story is way too in depth for me now that like I don't want to lose my spot in it. So everything else is taking a backseat. What's really helping me with Baldur's Gate is that I can play it on the Steam Deck so I can play it on the train and I don't have to like sit down and set up the get the PC all ready to go. Uh, Sure. Because with like with 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 both the Xbox and the PlayStation having their like kind of quick resume and and suspend states, the PC Mm -hmm. is is the worst place for me to play games at this point, because even the Steam Deck has a suspend state. So it takes so long for me to get a game going on the PC compared to anywhere else. Sure. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's early access Starfield day. I I got the uh, the like premium upgrade because it was going to come with the first like story DLC as well. So I, I could be playing Starfield right, right now. And that's true. That's people I'm, have been that, playing it all day today. I've seen lots of people on Twitch playing it all day. So, yeah. Um, well, it went live for everyone at uh, for, for everyone with early access, not like the reviewers, but for the public at yeah. like five P- Pacific time. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's not out yet because I didn't pre-order it and I wasn't going to. So I got I'll wait until it's out out. <clears throat> Yeah, so you'll, you'll do next week. But it's like, hey, I, it's like a three-day weekend. It's like, oh, this would be perfect. And, I, and it was really just that I would get the the bonus story DLC that was like, okay, this seems yeah. like it's, it's kind of worth it. I've heard so. good things about its performance so far. So that is uh, making me happy to hear that when I get to it, it's not going to be a bug-addled mess, at least. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel like like Xbox needed this one to hit. Yes, they did. Like, could you imagine sure. if this didn't hit where Xbox would be? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> like, I can't even I'm trying to even think like what's I guess they have Forza, but that's kind of yeah. like niche in terms of like a mass appeal. And, yeah. you know, after Redfall, it was like they needed this one, man. Like they had so much For riding sure. on it. And I think it, it came in with like decent reviews. It's like moderately pretty high. Nothing like, yeah. you know, it's not putting up Baldur's Gate numbers, not putting up Zelda numbers, but I feel like it's getting like kind of eights across the board ish on an average. Yeah, I mean, that's great. The fact yeah. that like people aren't just complaining about how broken this Bethesda game is on launch is a big win for everybody. So that's right. great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, they delayed it like a few times, so I'm sure they were like, I'm sure they knew this had this is yeah. going to be important. Yeah. 
But I mean, let's get in. Let's get into the show. Uh, top down perspective for August 31st. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. And just to mention to people uh, that you guys may have noticed if you listen to the show on the free audio uh, feed, uh, ads are, have been put back into place. I guess they have for a little while, and I just didn't know because they didn't tell me. <laughs> but they oh. just popped back in there, and I, and I learned last week. Um, if you're a Patreon subscriber, though, we do we are we are still uploading the show over on the Patreon feed. So any level of the tier of Patreon gets you an ad free version of this podcast. So something to consider. But anyways, yeah. uh, Paul, why don't you talk? You you've been playing the big game. I didn't think you'd been playing the big game, but you just added it on there. What have you been playing? Uh, so yeah, I mean, we talked about Baldur's Gate. I'm at Act Three, or well, I was told you're at the point of no return for between Act Two and Three. So if there's stuff you wanted to do, you should go back and like look at that stuff. So I'm at that point where I'm going back and looking at stuff in Act Two to make sure that okay. like I'm all good. So apparently, I'm about at least 40 hours away from the end because apparently act three is the longest and each other act has been about 20 to 30 hours so i'm in the final stretch which is about as long as uh two or three mid-tier length games (laughs) so that's awesome (laughs) so it seems like yeah i'm still in act one i'm in like the underground area i met some like mushroom people i'm gonna help them out Oh, okay, I was going to ask, did you just like instantly kill them or are you talking to them and are you chill? Are you I'm chill. Did you pass the vibe check? <laughs> yeah, I passed it. I, I pretty much go into every scenario trying not to kill them. And because I'm because I'm maining Carlock, I try to just threaten everyone into being nice to me. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Because I know Sean outside of the game, if I get into a fight, I'm probably going to lose because I suck at this game. <laughs> um <laughs> And now I'm starting to wonder, like, because sometimes when I do that, my characters get a bunch of experience. And I was like, okay, that's good, because I probably would have gotten some experience if I had killed you. But sometimes I'm not getting experience when I do that. So I'm wondering if I'm, like, underleveled as as I go on when I get to a point where I'm not going to be able to threaten my way through a conflict. Do you know what level you are, roughly? Four? That, uh... I can't remember where I was there. I think I was five or six. So you're probably about roughly where I probably was around the same level down there. Five okay. or six, probably. So, yeah, I don't think you're too far behind, if at all. So that's good. That's fine. All right. That's good. That game's cool. That that game had a giant, like, main story thread. And then now I have just, like, 30 smaller, cool threads. Then it just feels like it's never going to end. <laughs> But it's very cool. Nice. I love yeah. that game. Uh, yeah, I picked up Armored Core 6. I needed to know. And uh, I heard people say that that tutorial boss is a real pain in the ass and that they rage quit. Boy, if, you, if you're if you one of those people saying that, you should refund this game because it gets really fucked. <laughs> that game is incredibly difficult in some of those fights. So, yeah, that game is... Uh, weirdly difficult in a way that I haven't experienced in a FromSoft game in a while because usually they do like Dark Souls stuff and like once you kind of have the feel of how you move around those games it's fine this is extremely fast and there is a lot of shit going on at all times the combat is a little janky in some ways but like it is completely different because the game focuses around you changing out your mech parts to see like what like what build you can make to maybe like get through 
an area or a boss di- like better or whatever. So it's been a lot of trial and error and finding stuff I like. And I don't know that I found a lot of stuff that I like really like, but I found a bunch of stuff that worked. So that's okay. been cool. Okay. I have been told that the meta right now is double shotguns. So I am trying not to do that because apparently that makes the game trivial, but it's good to know that there is a way to ease my way through that game if I get too upset. (laughs) So that's good, I guess, to have in my back pocket. Have you played any of the previous ones? Uh, Yeah, I've played all of them in a bit, and that was this year. I I revisited all of them to kind of get ready for this, and they all play kind of like shit uh, because they're old and they're clanky and they were... A bunch of them were when 3D still wasn't, like, really found out how you should be doing 3D, like, movements and stuff on the PlayStation 1. So you were using, like, R1 and L1 to, like, look around, look left and right, and uh, R2 and L2 to look up and down. Like, just shit like that, right? (laughs) That felt, like, really bad. But um, as they went on, they got better about that. And I think in the Xbox 360 era uh, armored core four they kind of figured out oh we could use this other stick to look around like every other game and then they got like way better from that this is just kind of the evolution of that stuff but this is definitely way more frantic in how you fast you move and stuff and i don't know i i go between loving and hating that because it feels like a lot of those stages are filled with fodder like the mts which are basically just like the basic bitch mechs that you fight uh in the stage and they're really easy to get through but sometimes they can overwhelm you if you're out in the open and they just like all converge and fire on you but they're like easy to kill and then the bosses are way too hard to kill and they do incredible amounts of damage to you and are extremely fast or whatever so there is kind of a weird imbalance that that game has that i think I don't love, but I like both parts of that imbalance enough that it's okay. Like I like having, I like feeling like I'm just like going through a level, just murdering stuff and kind of like being the cool mech guy. And then I also like boss fights. So I kind of like having to bang my head against something. And then that feeling of like, I came, I overcame this problem that I couldn't do. But, uh, the, the end of the first chapter boss took me like four hours <laughs> to get through. Like it was brutal. That's, that this is the helicopter? Awesome. No, the, that helicopter was like two or three tries. That was nothing. This okay. boss. And then I started like looking around. I'm like, am I just stupid? Like, can I not understand this? Literally everybody's like, oh no, this boss is fucked. Like this boss is crazy difficult. So I was like, okay, thank God. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, if that helicopter boss is like, hard for people you like maybe just find another game because it's it gets so frustrating (laughs) later on it gets so much worse and like i don't think there's not enough time in this life for you to be frustrated if like that's the frustrating thing for you right now just yeah that game is pretty fun though but like again i kind of i put 11 hours into it i'm in chapter three act three whatever uh, I think there's five or six chapters I was told. So I was like, okay, but Baldur's Gate needs to finish because a million things are coming out. And that is kind of the big thing that has been burning the back of my skull for now. So I kind of right. put Armored Core down for now. I feel like that's a that's going to be a hard one to come back to because of all the like muscle memory. 
Well, I don't think the muscle memory is there yet, so like it's fine. <laughs> I, oh, okay. I kind of felt like I was, uh, yeah, I was flubbing my way through some of those fights. Also, it I'm playing it on keyboard and mouse, and it feels kind of good on keyboard. And, it feels natural, so like it was pretty easy to pick up and play, which okay. is good. I don't think I'm gonna be able to go back to Baldur's Gate at some point because I'll be like, oh, I don't remember what spells I have. Like I don't remember what I was doing, so I kind of just want to get that done. Okay. Yeah. That's all, though, for me. Uh, just today, I finished up Immortals. I wanted to wrap that before Starfield hit. They last, fixed it. Last, well, <laughs> last week, they added a gamma slider, which allowed me to finally see stuff, which was great because I had entered, like, a really dark area in that game, and it was extremely hard to see what I was doing. Luckily, this game's kind of all about color, so even there was a lot of things that were kind of glowing, so I could make my way through it, but it just kind of sucked to do that. They had a gamma slider that fixed everything. I also understand that they're going to be putting even more brightness adjustment settings in tomorrow, which does oh, not help okay. me because I'm done with that game. <laughs> but uh, for anyone just kind of keeping track of that, it should be f- fixed further. Um, but I ended up quite enjoying my time with that game. I, I wish it looked better for me specifically throughout the whole thing, but I do think that game plays really well. And, you know, it, it's Metroidvania-esque, so there's a lot of reasons to go back to previous areas and, and fly around and find stuff. I would totally do that if it wasn't fall 2023 and all these games mm. are coming out. So sure, yeah. I wish I had more time to go and play more of that game, but... It is what it is. I do think that game is is cool, and I I, w- I do would I would recommend it for people. Cool. And then today, or I guess last night, I started up Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, this is okay. the visual novel of teenage dinosaurs. Uh, it's been in development for a couple of years. You may have seen a trailer here or there. Um, I've only put about an hour of it in so far. Uh, so I'm pretty much have played kind of the, the core concept that you would have gotten from the trailers. You're a high school student in a band. So there's some like, you know, really minor, it's mini, there's some real minor, vi- uh, rhythm mini games, but it okay. is primarily a visual novel. I think the voice acting is good though. It's almost entirely fully voiced. There's just some like, like bonus conversations you can listen to that are not voice acted. I think the art's pretty good, seeing all the fun dinosaur designs, how they made these dinosaurs look like, I don't know, t- high school students, teenagers, yada, yada. Um, but yeah, the the core premise is, at the same time, there is a meteor heading, or an asteroid heading to the Earth. They live on the continent of Pangaea, so there's kind of a general implication of what the end of this game is going to be. And I'm just very sure. curious how exactly they're going to handle that. Like, is it going to be like an alternate reality where it misses so that not everyone in this game gets wiped off the face of the earth? Um, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm, hmm. I'm curious. So they're already talking like, how come our cell phones are st- stopping working every now and then? There's some weird electromagnetic stuff going on and then there's news reports of the meteor so people are starting to get like scared if you know if you like games like life is strange uh you know just uh, uh night in the woods kind of just general teen angst drama visual novel-esque stuff i think you'll be into this uh, i'm digging it quite a bit uh, but i'm kind of just scratching the surface so i will definitely talk about that more next week right now it is my uh like before bed game i'm using sure, the steam, yeah. steam deck to remote into my ps5 <clears throat> cool what's uh 
like I, we don't usually talk about like what's next on the docket, but there's so many things. What is kind of the next like is Starfield the next big yeah. one for you or are you going to go into something else? OK, it's it's Starfield. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. Pr- pretty much as soon as this podcast is done, I'm going to load it up and start playing some. That's that's my weekend game. And yeah, I'm excited for Starfield. Absolutely. Nice. Let's do some news. Announced just today, the Embracer Group has shut down Volition Games. Uh, oh, okay. You'll know Volition Games as the Saints Row people. Yeah. Uh, they've been a uh, studio for 30 years. I, d- I didn't know that part, but they closed them down. So those people are out of jobs, which is a bummer. Uh, hmm. I mean, that last Saints Row game, I didn't like very much. I even I know they even did like a big overhaul on the combat. I still didn't care for that game very much. I didn't finish it uh, despite it having co-op. We were both just like, nah, this is not doing it for either of us. Um, Yeah, I guess like a lot of hope was probably on that game for them. Probably that, you know, they went for a big reboot. So, yeah, Um, just kind of from me scrolling around on Twitter to some of the developers who got laid off, Mm -hmm. I guess because they did it today, which is a Thursday, uh, we, we, and you would think typically this stuff would kind of come either at like the end or the beginning of the week. If they yeah. had waited till tomorrow, it would mean that they would have had to continue all the developers like health insurance for September. Oh, but because they did it today, yeah. their health insurance ends today. Oh, wow. Yeah. OK. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Fuck those guys, I guess is what Embracer's saying. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Saints Row, to me, hasn't been good for, like, 10 years or so, but, like, nobody deserves that. (laughs) Like, it's it's not that bad. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I liked liked Saints Row 3 and 4 a lot. I did not play... Those were 10 years ago. (laughs) I know, I was going to say, but I I did not play the Get Out of Hell expansion. I did not play... Mayhem, whatever that other game was. Agents of Mayhem. Agents of yeah. Mayhem. I didn't play that. I heard it yeah. was real bad. The Saints Row one I wasn't super into. So they had a couple like misses in a row. So it just a bummer. Like those that studio has been around for a while. I know Nathan really liked that new Saints Row, so he's gonna be bummed to hear this. Good. Yeah. Uh okay, oh. the PlayStation Portal, uh once again announced today we got a release date of November 15th and pre-orders are now live for it. So people can go ahead and do that. Oh, all right. Kind of surprised they didn't make a bigger deal about that, but yeah, anyways. I didn't even know about it till just this minute. So yep. yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of PlayStation, PlayStation plus is increasing its prices. I think it's yes. across the board by 30%, which is such a huge jump. Yeah, I saw the one is a uh, one up uh, from one twenty to one sixty. Is it? Yeah, they have the they have the three here. So the services annual. So if people remember, PlayStation Plus has tiers now. Yeah. Uh, the essential plan will go from six. This is the annual price, from sixty dollars to eighty dollars. The extra plan goes from a hundred to one hundred and thirty-five, and the premium plan goes from a hundred and twenty to one hundred and sixty dollars. New pricing goes into effect September sixth. Uh, if you're currently subscribed to plus Sony says the price increase won't take effect until your next renewal date or after November 6th. 
But if you make any changes such as upgrades, downgrades, or buying additional time, you'll have to pay the new rate. That's such a crazy jump. And, and we, I think, you know, we think of Game Pass, which also did a price increase recently of like Game Pass two. gives you day one games like Game Pass is just so much better even at their price. I mean, so PlayStation Plus does do day one games, not PlayStation <laughs> first party day one games. Yeah, but there are yeah, yeah. some, you know, smaller indie games that do come out day one on there. But it, yeah. And and to the point I was uh, making a second ago, Game Pass did a price increase, I guess, two months to the day that this was announced ago they did like what two bucks was the increase like less than 20 percent easily like it was it was a tiny thing it's crazy how big of a jump this was yeah um and it just it makes me think i go back to when we this first got like leaked and first got announced and we were talking like this seems like a bad deal like they're gonna have to come out of the gate you would think wanting to like match or be better than the current competition. And they came out worse at a higher price. And it was like, what? And now they're increasing the price yet again, even though I think across the board, everyone is saying this is worse than game pass. But you know, the, the fact of the matter is Sony's beating Microsoft. So they can do whatever they want. They're selling more consoles than Microsoft. Yeah. You know, so they more people own PlayStation fives over Xbox series consoles so they can raise the price and people are still going to pay it. It looks like. Which is which is just pretty nuts. And then. And then while while Microsoft is trying to buy Activision, Sony's still out there saying like, oh, but it's going to hurt us. Oh, come on. But what about us? We're just a little guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fucking Sony. I bet they were I bet they were holding off on this price jump to get past some of the Activision Blizzard stuff. Like once they got to the point where they were like, okay, this is clearly going to happen. We've we've done our big fight. Then they were like, okay, raise the price. Now we we it doesn't matter how bad we look anymore because the court case is done. Yeah. But anyways, uh so if you're primarily on PlayStation, enjoy some more enjoy losing some more money, I guess. I hope PlayStation Plus gets better for you to make up for this. Yeah, no kidding. Maybe at this price, they'll start putting first party titles in like that would completely change this narrative. Yeah, I mean, if they match what Game Pass is doing, like that would be great. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, I, a Rugrats game got announced today and I thought that was newsworthy. Sure. I, I mean, I didn't know about it. So Rugrats Adventure in Gameland. It looks kind of like a Bonks Adventure clone. At least art style. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this is being developed by Wall Ride Games, which previously released the Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl oh. beat 'em up. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. I just thought it was it was just kind of interesting of of all the properties of doing a Rugrats one, and I'm I'm a fan that it's 2D graphics as opposed to the horrible polygonal thing that they did for that Paramount Plus show that I never watched. Yeah, I never watched that either. I had kind of blocked that out, actually. I, I <laughs> wow. didn't hear anything about it. I just watched the trailer and I thought it looked artistically real bad. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't I don't yeah. need this in my life. This trailer makes this game look great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it, I think it looks this. like 
You know, Stu's there. The grandpa's there. Like Reptar, of course, Reptar's there. I don't remember yeah. when they were fighting a, a purple gorilla. I don't remember that episode, but the, there's a purple gorilla here. <gasps> Is Mr. Fiend in here? I think I see him on the which cover. Which one's Mr. Fiend? It's that stupid doll that comes to that Stu made to be. It was Mr. Friend, but they can't. Oh, I did see that further on in the trailer and, I, and it, it, it seemed familiar, but I was like, I don't know what that thing is called. So maybe that's what hell. It yeah, that was a great episode. That okay. was their horror. Episode. Are you talking about the thing at around 56 seconds? Are you looking at this trailer? Uh, It just closed. Let me take a look here. <clears throat> like Tommy just th- looks like Tommy throws one of them at one of them. No, that's the cat robot from the beginning that of the show that he sprays milk at. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, I don't know what Mr. Fiend is. Mr. Friend is... Uh, I don't know Google this. I think he's a clown. Let me just quickly Google him. Yeah, he's the creepy clown. Oh, jeez. Robot. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember is. this, though, but it's been a long time since I've seen... That episode's so good. This is what I want. I want, at the beginning of each level... It to go, papa. Yep, that's what yep. I want. If they can do that, then I'm gonna play this game. Sold. Yeah, for sure. When does it come out? Does it say? I didn't uh, pay attention. I, I didn't hear about a release. Twenty twenty four. It just says, "Damn." <clears throat> okay, something to look forward to. Much yeah. like a possible Beyond Good and Evil remaster. Man, when's that second game coming out, though? Yeah, (laughs) who knows? (laughs) To be fair, I actually think this might be a smart move because it kind of gets us a bunch of interest back up in the property before the sequel comes out. You know, this is exactly what Alan Wake just did. Totally, yeah. And as myself, someone who is probably going to play Beyond Good and Evil 2 just because of, like, it's such a, like, legendary thing at this point, I would like to be a part of that zeitgeist. Having never played Beyond Good and Evil, this is the perfect entryway for me to get caught up before a sequel comes out. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but an ESRB rating, which I guess has now been taken down, um, was, came up or was spotted for a beyond good and evil 20th anniversary edition. So there's a good chance this is real, but still absolutely no info about two, uh, came out around the same time. So we'll have to see no real info about it. Just that it exists coming to all platforms. Pretty much. I guess uh, the platforms listed was everything except the Xbox One. The PS4 was listed, so that's oh. just kind of weird. That is weird. Huh. Okay. Anyway. That's a good question in the chat. What's more likely to come out? Uh, the Beyond Good and Evil remaster or the Sands of Time remake? The remaster, I think, because I'm convinced that Sands of Time remake is never happening. <laughs> yeah, that thing, who even knows, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of which, though, that new Prince of Persia, that game looks great. I want to play that. When does that, I does that have a release rather, date? Or is that next year? I don't know. I definitely want to play that over like a remake. The of Lost Sands Crown? Of Time that it, oh, that's January of next year. Okay, so not too far off. Awesome. That's great. Okay. I'll play that. Anyway, that's news. Let's do some emails, some questions. Uh, top down perspective at gmail.com is the email address at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. <clears throat> uh, dead rights crew TDP. Ahoy. A food critic is here 
ready to enjoy the three-course meal you're about to serve them. Oh, I guess we didn't mention John's at PAX West. That's why he's not here. <laughs> just, yeah. I was just thinking yeah. it now as they said three-course. So if you're at PAX West, say hi to John. Um, tell him to come back on the podcast. What are you, what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, we miss him. Bring him um, home. Okay, a food critic is here, ready to enjoy the three-course meal you're about to serve them. If you fail to satisfy them, one of your co-hosts dies. Yikes. What do you cook for this critic? So it's okay, got to be so something you... Something like... Is, what can you cook for somebody that, like, might like be good? Or also just kind of lowest common denominator. What's the chance they're going to like it no matter what? And I think pizza is the option. Do I have to make it from I scratch, mean, though? Because I can't make pizza yeah. from scratch. Yeah, because... We're going to, I guess, I guess it doesn't say I, yeah. What do you cook for them? So yes, you'd have to make the pizza, which I guess I could try my hand at. I don't think the first time I make a pizza is good. I want it to be the If the guy says you're going to make it from scratch, I'm going to be saying goodbye to one of my co-hosts. Like I'm just (laughs) like, yeah, there's nothing I can do. So what, like, what's a three course meal you could make from scratch? Well, like how scratch are we talking? Like. Do I have to like make the pasta from scratch? Do I have to like No, make I don't my think own? that far. But if it's pizza, I have to make the dough. Uh, can you buy just like a pizza shell? I'm I'm sure you yeah. could. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you, can, you can buy just yeah, pizza you crust buy. for sure and you make your own pizza. I do that all the time. Actually, you think... could just make a flatbread pizza too. Like, yeah, you could do that. That's fine. I, I still think pizza like is lowest common denominator. I've never met someone who dislikes pizza. Yeah. <clears throat> the thing the thing that's throwing me off is food critic. So it's just like whatever I cook them, like it's not going to be up to their standard anyway. So what's well, OK, maybe here's an important point. We just have uh-huh. to satisfy them. So we don't have to blow their mind. We don't have to surprise them. They just have to yeah. be satisfied. I feel like that's a lower bar. And it still has to be a three course meal. Three course meal. Uh, so my, pr- my problem is like, what do you do? I don't really know a, an appetizer. I could do like a French onion soup or something. Those are pretty good. Okay. Those are I can't filling too. I can't. I pretty much can't make any soup as someone who does not like soup. I have very little experience in making soup. Again, can you make a salad. So if I'm just, yeah, yeah. Who can't make a salad again? Do I have to make it from scratch? Do I have to grow this lettuce? <laughs> Okay, if we if we take the from scratch thing out of there and I'm just trying to pick three foods that I think could satisfy someone again, I'm going lowest common denominator. I'm going mozzarella sticks, pizza, okay, and ice cream. Vanilla ice cream. Everyone can be happy with vanilla ice cream. Yeah, I don't know what like what I would make for a dessert either, actually. I mean, there's no way I'm making the ice cream, but I will take it out of the tub and put it in a thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. I guess I would do for start a French onion soup, maybe a nice steak with like asparagus or something for a dinner, and then the man, like I don't know, an apple crumble or something for dessert. This is like assuming I have the ingredients for everything. With the ingredients I have now. Motherfuckers getting like Nutella on toast and like a glass of milk for dessert or something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. 
I think one of you are dead. Or me, I guess. It just says one of one of us is dead. Well, you dying. wouldn't call yourself a co-host. Oh, a co-host. co implies, you know, someone else, right? Yeah. Rasterman writes, oh no, evil wizard has been involved in a bit of legal trouble and his oracle machine has been confiscated. This magic artifact has the ability of looking up information based on a prompt, much like a web browser does. The thing is, the information comes dated from comes dated from 1-1-2050, aka 27 years or so in the future as of writing this question. Due to bureaucracy and whatnot, you're given three tries to use it. What are your three prompts? Are any of them video game related? Do you look yourself up in it? I don't think any of them are going to be video game related. No, I mean, they're definitely like something about when the world's going to die or how I can make a shitload of money tomorrow. Like, why would I look at myself? I don't give a fuck about that. I might look up myself. I wouldn't. I don't care. I don't want to know when I'm like, if I look myself up 27 years in the future and it's an obituary from like 2024, I'd rather not know that. <laughs> but at that point, couldn't you could avoid it? Like how I died? Yeah, maybe. Because if Cause it was like, if your obituary was just probably. like, oh, if only he hadn't left the house and walked into traffic on March 1st, 2030. And it's just, you yeah. know, stay home that day. A strange it's, piano accident falling onto him or yeah, something. Unless it's like Final Destination people. rules where no matter what, if you death avoid the first, de- like death is after you, you've been marked. Yeah. Um, I'd rather not know. So then, so then what is the prompt you write? Because, yeah, you could try and go like the stock way of like who's about to get real big. What is like the new company that you should buy a bunch of stock in now for when they explode and then you're rich? What's the prompt you write? I think Richest my prompt. Com- Fortune 500 companies? I think my prompt would be uh, biggest money-making venture in 2025 or something. Like, I need some lead-up time just in case it's something I need to, like, work towards, I think, as well. Just something to, like, maybe, or even 2024 is probably fine. Just something where I, like, have a head start and, like, what the thing is of being, like, on the ground floor. Well, you would want to look it up. You're going to get it from 2050, so... I think you want to the further out this thing gets rich, the cheaper yeah. the stock's going to be for like for you to buy it for stock specifically. Yeah. So if I you just look up like, like if you look up like Fortune mm-hmm. 500 companies now and so it gives you whatever the, the Fortune 500 companies are on January 1st, 2050, you look at the top ones and let's just say they're they're stuff you've never heard of. And now you living your day in life. Every day you're Googling those names, trying to learn about them to the minute you can start yeah. buying stock or investing. It's like, oh, this thing is finally on the map. Yeah. A lot of lead up time would be would be good. Yeah. And sure, I it's not going to pay s- off for you immediately. But in 27 years, you, you know, you're going to be or, or sooner, you know, at some point within 27 years, you're going to go. It's going to be awesome. I still think I definitely want like it to be within a year or two of like now just so like i don't forget it or something like i want to be able to start the process or whatever like i, mean, I write yourself want to, a note <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't want to be like what's the biggest company oh they started in 2047 it's like that's that's too far what's a big company that exists in well, that's why that's why you look at that like started a list in 2020 them. yeah 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 now the other the other facet of this is like okay so it's a genie doing it so what's the like twist how's this gonna bite you in the ass that you need to be thinking of 
Oh, I mean, it's a simple like time paradox rules, right? <clears throat> like that's what happened. But now that you know, it's going to change because like, yeah, you altered fate. So everything changes now. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, then so, like, so because maybe you the bought one this of- stock like they failed or for some reason or yeah like somehow you brought too much attention to it for yeah in some scenario or yeah because you talked maybe. about it on a podcast in 2025 or whatever and then yeah. a bunch of people jumped in on it and now it's worth nothing yeah yeah okay well then in that scenario maybe the like trying to avoid your death one is better be because it's not because then that way you're not like impacting you know there's no other outside forces you just know that you need to take a left instead of a right when the day comes. Sure. And that's, and you take the left into another death because <laughs> death, death waits or waits for nobody. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Suka Suka uh, writes. Oh, you have more? No, no, go on. Suka Suka writes, you feel something wrong in your bones as if the world has changed. You go to a mirror only to find a genie in the Jesus reflection. <laughs> Uh huh. What does that mean? Am I like blue now? <laughs> how do I? You ain't never I, had a friend like me. Do I have me. like earrings or something? Like what? How was this gene? Okay. Anyway, I have a tail. Like my feet turn into like a wisp. You have become your own worst enemy. What do you do with your newfound genie powers? I guess wait in a fucking lamp for like a thousand years until someone. Or, or yeah, it. like what do you mean? Never go near a lamp, like because you're gonna get trapped. My new genie powers are serving somebody. What do you mean? What am I going to do with them? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. It's like, do you avoid everyone so that you don't get trapped in a lamp or become someone's like slave? Yeah. <clears throat> I I never leave my house now. Awesome. <laughs> Actually, that does sound pretty sick. <laughs> what was the rules? What were the rules for the genie in Aladdin? So because Aladdin used the third wish to set the genie free, right? Mm hmm. If Aladdin had used the third wish not to set him free, what happens to the genie? I think the lamp, like, magically gets obscured again until someone else finds it. Like, it just Isn't teleports it? away and he's trapped into the so. lamp until it's discovered? Forever, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I think. Which <clears throat> is bad. That sucks, man. <laughs> so... But so then, you know, that kind of contradicts our, our, our whole genie lore of the genie always trying to trick us, because wouldn't the genie's best like plan be somehow making us wish them free? Unless the genie likes this eternal prank that it gets to do on everyone. I mean, if if you have nothing else going on for you. It would be pretty sick to just like fuck with the dude who asked for stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you get to do that for what? Like a week and then you're tr- and then you're trapped in a cave for a thousand yeah. years until another grave robber finds you. <laughs> I wonder if like are you awake? Is it like a coma or something where you just don't even realize you exist until like time changes or are you like just waiting in there? I I think you're just waiting. I can't remember exactly how the genie um like spoke about his time in there but I feel like when he came out of the lamp he was like I'm free like there was a thing about like he like he is now out of that lamp and he's happy about it right? Yeah. 
I'm trying to find out, like, what are the rules of being a genie? <laughs> but I don't know. There's, I'm getting a lot of weird answers here, so maybe it's not a great rabbit hole to go down right now. I think, I think that you, I think you don't want to be a genie, and you don't want to interact with a genie. Yeah, I mean, I think so. There's nothing good. There's nothing good on either end about interacting with a genie. Yeah. So apparently, what happens to a genie after three wishes? This is on a celebrity.fm wiki, by the way. So you know the hot genie what? Uh, okay. articles. At the point the owner of the bottle has asked or received his or her wishes, they can pass on the bottle to a new owner who will also receive the wishes. If the bottle owner loses a bottle before all wishes are asked, the genie stays trapped in the bottle, apparently. <laughs> what the fuck is this site? Wait, but it sounds like the genie's <laughs> always trapped in the bottle. Forever, yeah. And I don't know if I agree with that, because that implies the only way for the genie to come out of the bottle is when you rub it. And if you don't do your wishes, like it's, I don't know. that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, celebrity.fm. I don't know how accurate you are. <clears throat> I've never even heard of that site until just now, so who yeah, knows? Am I. I would have assumed that's a porn site. <laughs> True. Uh, VGC Kenny writes, you get invited to do a TV interview. You talk about what the people want to talk about, and that goes well. The interviewer asks you for some final thoughts. You decide to recommend one video game to those watching out of the blue. What video game are you recommending to the audience of this interview? I'm probably okay. I'm trying to think of something that's going to be easy to grasp, but maybe they haven't like heard or played of it before. I'm probably picking like okay. journey. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of like, you just go with something that's recent. So it's like, you want to get into video games? You can be part of the zeitgeist right now. Go pick up Starfield. It's out now. Like, do you want to do take that route or do you want to go like for anybody watching? This is like the most important video game in the world. So you got to pick up Super Mario Brothers 2 for the NES. <laughs> Listen, it's like, like, if, if you put Mario, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I've heard of Mario. And they'll probably they'll probably have an easy time with Mario. But I just don't think it's like super interesting. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like I'm doing more of a service that's like, hey, there's a good chance you haven't heard of this game of journey. It, so the journey's a good I think a journey's a good one. Um maybe even like the Stanley Parable. Yeah, the Stanley Parable is very cool. I want to do that's one cool I want to pick ones that would like they would almost be surprising to someone who maybe doesn't have a lot of who has maybe one like preconception of what games are. That's right. that's what I'm assuming this audience is. Oh, sure. It, yeah, they might not be yeah. like, you know, capital G <laughs> gamers. They, they might not be sweaty right. gamers is what I'm saying. So. Right. As of right now, I would probably just recommend Baldur's Gate. I think there's enough in there for anybody to oh, man. maybe like find Baldur's something. Gate three, three specific. It's a yeah. that's a rough start, man. I, I play a lot of video games. I don't know if you know this about me. I play a lot of video games. That's a rough yeah. start. There's a lot in that game. There's a lot in that game. 
Uh, Phantom Aegis, with our last question, Ahoy TDP crew, you have all previously discussed about what years have been the best in games, but what about other medias? Do you have a favorite year of films, music, shows, and more? You don't have to answer every media. It can be anything that isn't games. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, probably. Um, trying to find, I, I, do, I did make you know top 10 mm-hmm. lists for movies. I'm trying to see how many of those I have easily accessible count yeah movies is probably the one I would go to as well I just I'm trying to think of a specific year oops and I've now tried logging in twice and it still won't let me log in. Okay, here we go. Uh, movies of the year. Where's my movies of the year list? Okay, I have 2021. That year was okay. I apparently did not do a 2020 list, but I have a 2019 list. 2019 is pretty good. Was it? What was uh, some 2019 I have a highlights? few lists that are just not numbered, and then I have 2013. <laughs> These are... Th- wow. uh, 2019 was like Knives Out, Avengers Endgame, Toy Story 4, Parasite, Claws. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Really good one for me. Hmm. I don't know which let me look up one of these so that I can figure out what year this is. Why don't I have a. Oh, this is 2014. 2014 is pretty good. That's Grand Budapest Hotel. That's the Lego movie. That's Captain America 2. That's the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Good. And is it 20, 2010 or 2011. I also remember really liking I think it's 2010. Let me look up movies in 2010. Yeah, I'm looking up 2010 right now. <clears throat> okay, so 2010 has Inception, Scott Pilgrim, Black Swan, Kick-Ass, Social Network. These are yeah, a lot of movies I really like. Yeah, yeah 2010 that was a good year. A pr- that's a pretty big one for me. Yeah. Easy A, that's another really good movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. That was Toy Story 3 and How to Train Your Dragon. That's my favorite year in movies. There you go. 2010? 2010 is a really good one. Yeah, those you named a bunch of really good ones. Is there anything in 2011? I'm curious now. 2011. Oh, that was Sucker Punch? The movie's bad. Oh, man. Sucker Punch. Yeah, that definitely was a movie. That was Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Nathan's favorite movie of all time. Man, he saw that movie so many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of going through a list right now. Oh, you're like, probably thinking was... of a uh, Green Lantern. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking. That in in time. No, there's like a bunch in of time. movies here that I don't. There's a lot of movies here I don't think were necessarily terrible, but I don't think there was any that like 
blew me away. Okay, here's ones that I actually really like from 2011. X-Men First Class. Oh, I hate that uh, movie. Fat, I love that movie. Fast Five, I really like. I don't remember. Is that the Brazil one? Yeah, that's the one where they like... Okay, with, yeah. that's where That's where they introduced The Rock. That is honestly probably okay. the best Fast and Furious movie. Rango was that year, apparently. I liked Rango. Okay. That was fun. Hugo's not bad. I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. I'm still giving it to 2010. Yeah. I mean, of those two, for sure. Cabin in the Woods might be, like, the one from 2011 so far I've seen that I thought was amazing. But, yeah, 2011 kind of sucks. Holy shit. <laughs> like, this so little. Wow. 2010 was very good. That's a very good year. All right. That's going to do it for questions. If you'd like to send in one for next week, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? Uh, Baldur's Gate. And mine is uh, Immortals of Avion. We'll nice. see you guys next week. John should be back. Thanks for watching yep. and listening. Bye. See ya.